Hello there. Hello, Matthew. What's happening? What's oh, going on with I you? Almost, I almost didn't make it to the show tonight. Well, what happened? What's the story behind that? I, I took a nap this afternoon. Yeah. And I, I took one of those naps. You, you ever have one of those naps where you wake up and you're like, I everything in my veins yeah. is lead. You just wreck yourself. I will never get up again. <clears throat> never nap. Like, it's going to ruin your day. Yeah. Um, but I really needed a nap. I, I had a really, really busy, exciting week. Um, uh, and it tired me out. Um, tell us about some of the excitement that you had. I mean, uh, you, the nap is great, but... The nap was great. Well, Thursday, we toured a warehouse and found the warehouse that we're going to use for our stuff. That was actually really exciting. Oh, fantastic um we toured a bottling company uh -huh. on on friday that we may be working with we're hoping we liked them a lot we have to have a few more conversations with them and i spent about um i'd say 20 hours emailing and researching bottle suppliers that was not exciting mm -hmm. um another 10 or 12 hours working on a powerpoint presentation for our investors that was not exciting but it's getting there um you know it, it it takes a lot of dedication to bring a booze to the market and we're gonna do it damn it we're getting there it's very exciting um that was my week that, well, was that my... is it's i mean you know when what's the timeline when when do you think mm -hmm. has anyone said like an estimate of when you might be able to go to a bar and and get this yeah well we start talking to we start doing uh rehearsals of our investor pitch right after thanksgiving and we've got several of those several little mini events where we're having friends and and friends who are business type people who can yeah, fancy friends fancy friends not just um, riffraff friends not riffraff friends who can give us feedback on our investor pitch and then we're going to hit the pause button for the holidays because we're not going to be able to get investors to come to meetings in the ramp up to Christmas. And then in uh, January, after the new year, we start actually pitching investors. And uh, we're feeling pretty good about the people we have lined up. We're hoping that we have all of our money by the end of February. And if we do that, we will be able to pull the trigger and actually start bottling stuff um the actually you know all about the um the global supply chain breakdown in glass uh glass goods oh right? i know i know yeah. all about it yeah you've been following that in, yeah in, it's in my feed yeah um that's actually what we're dealing with now is that if we need bottles in four months, we may have to order them now. I mean, it's there is for some reason a huge break in the supply chain of bottles, something I did not know about. Everything else we can get in a matter of weeks Our, uh everything, everything else we need to put the product on shelves. Right. Um, but so we are we are hopeful that around april or may bottles will be rolling off the production line all right but, you know i'm gonna see you every week between now and then i'm gonna i'm gonna keep you more updated than you want well yeah this is partially for you know our guests who may stop in and out of the show and right you know not have uh, weekly updates not know exactly yes. what's going on that's very exciting but I didn't get to really watch anything this week of notes, so I don't have anything interesting to say in the, mm. in, the in the filmic world other than the movie that we're going to be discussing. What about you? How was your week? Um, my week was was good. Was busy. I ha I have some good news today. Could finally share some good news. Yeah, um, about gender. My my yeah my movie uh, finally dropped on Amazon today. That is so exciting. So yeah. Um, I totally surprised. They they was supposed to have dropped um a couple weeks ago, but there's like I think the bottle supply chain, um, there's some issues uh, uploading stuff 
at, at Amazon. Um, they're just they have a lot of uh, shortages or something. So well, they uh, they send out a lot of messages in bottles. So they I guess they there's a, out. it coincides. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've been checking, and the, but there was no way to find out. You know what, what what was going on? Really, I couldn't call Amazon, and the distributor didn't know what was going on. So and Jeff wasn't returning your calls. No. But he was very far away. He was in space for a lot of that. Um, so um, he says he was only in space for about eleven minutes, actually. No, yeah, but uh, <laughs> even even you know in that it, it, that plane is just it, it was very hard to get in touch with him. I just found it, he was you know he's usually a lot easier for me to get a hold of. Yeah. Um, Bet Bowles says, "Yeah, try getting a liter of Jameson's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not easy. Um, but keep bringing." Keep bringing Jameson's up, Bet. You know, maybe if we talk about it enough, they'll become one of our sponsors, and then then we're on Easy Street. That would be good. Um, that is so exciting! Your movie is out there. Yeah, it came out. Okay, and it is called. Uh, the movie is called Cinder, and it is available on. It's available on Amazon, and all of our all of our listeners should go watch it I'm sure trying, i'm feeding you i'm feeding you like feeding you stuff man mm -hmm. um yeah people people can go check it out they can they can rent it it's not on amazon prime yet that might happen a little later on i don't know but right now it's rentable and you can see the trailer and and it's there it's weird you know because i've been i've been sitting here in lockdown and i've been on like watching amazon every night pretty much on you know it's one of the things <laughs> i look at Yep. And then suddenly, like, turn it on today and see that a movie I directed was was also on there. It was a very... movie that you directed is out there in public. Yeah, yeah. That um, is. It's been a long time coming. We had, we had a long time. Uh, well, that's my... a mic drop right there. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. This was the first uh, the first official announcement. In yeah. fact, was that's on all we, was that's here. That's all we need to talk about tonight. Um. And yeah, we're really excited. My 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 uh, producer and friend Michael, who made the we made the movie together. Um, you know, we've been through. It's been you know these making a small indie movie is just it's it's a lot of work. You're doing it all yourself, and it's been several years of uh, of intense, laborious, heartbreaking uh, work, and um, it's pretty gratifying to see it. You know. That it's not in a movie theater, but it's a, you know it's still it's like it's still cool you know to movie see movie theater there. movie theater I don't go you to know. movie theaters anymore. And my you know Amelia, my wife, who you know you've met Amelia. I've met I I did I met her. Um, she she's in it. She has a a great role in it. She's incredible in the she's movie. She's fantastic and, in it. Um, so Joe, I'm excited. Joe Erla, let's give some uh, shout outs. Joe Erla and um, Jim uh, Conroy, Maddie Blake. Matty Blake. I do P for P with, uh, Ready to P for Paranormal. Chuck Montgomery. Chuck Montgomery. It's um, it's a great group of people, and uh, it's been many years to trying to see this thing through. So um, that yeah, is it's pretty. It's pretty gratifying. That is spectacular. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Wow. Um. So I was, you know, I was having a pretty average week until late, earlier this afternoon, and then I just was kind of like, I've just been in shock. For... And you're going out after the show tonight. You're going out clubbing, right? Because yes, well, I have to oversee the club. I mean, it's my club. I have to go see how they're doing. You know, make sure everything's running well. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Oh my gosh. Um. So, uh, wow, so exciting. So tonight, um, I guess our cage fight continues. Yeah, it it's still it's still going on here. Um, yeah. yeah, there we go. Although uh, it might be a little different tonight. I'm curious. I'm very curious because okay. Snake Eyes didn't go exactly the way I had thought it was gonna go. I think some of this may go a little more your way. Okay. Some you don't know it. what my way is, though. Oh, that's true. I don't know what your way is. I have a sneaking suspicion, though. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but tonight's movie, 1997's Face Off, or Face Off. As there's, it's said many different kinds of ways, actually, yeah. in the movie. 
Yeah, I th- it's I, like a, I think the title though. I say the title "Face Off." That's how you say it. Yeah, and Wu John Wu wanted that slash the forward slash in it, even though the studio didn't want it because he didn't want people to think it was a hockey movie. There you go, and that's our show. Um, I'm <laughs> okay. I'm a little baffled. Why did Why did John Wu think that that would make people think it was a hockey movie? Well, because a face off is a is a thing in in hockey, a, fa- oh. a, a face off where they they drop the the puck and they. Oh, I didn't know that. That I, I, okay. I, yeah. I'm clearly, as a sports enthusiast, I hope Matty Blake <laughs> is watching this because he is now laughing at me so hard because he knows that I like hockey. That's like one of the only things I do like right. in sports. The, I don't know anything about it. Fights. Yeah, there's it's fighting. Like a boxing match. It's an honest sport. Yeah. It's true aggression on the on the playing <laughs> That's right. field. Exactly. Um I didn't I thought face off just meant that you were you know facing your opponent in any type of scenario. It it, no, it 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 does mean that. But but so it, I'm not is, completely insane. <laughs> no, you're no, you're not. Okay. Well, <laughs> you are completely insane, but it has nothing to do with this particular prompt. There's caveats to that. Yeah. Um but why don't you tell us a little bit about what this movie's about? This movie is uh, aside from being about 220 minutes long. Yes, it's a little longer than maybe it needs or, or to be. Or 2 hours and 20 minutes, not 220 minutes long. No, it's not. It's <laughs> that it's not it's not a German film. <laughs> um Face Off is a uh an action thriller uh directed by the great John Woo. Um who at the time was kind of the gold standard of action filmmaking. He was the the top, top action filmmaker. And um, really kind of, if you don't know his stuff, if you know Michael Bay, this is the this is the beginning of the Bay. This is where Bay got all his moves. And it's arguably better. Um, and it's about, uh, it's about uh, a, a police, a police detective played by John Travolta named Sean Archer, who in the very beginning of the film, his child, his young son is tragically uh, uh, killed by his arch nemesis, terrorist Castor Troy, played he's by actually Nicholas. He's actually not a police detective. He's uh, a top FBI anti-terrorist unit. Great. Okay, so he's a cop and he, he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> screw you, screw you, older brother, with your nitpicking anti he's, your espionage bullshit. He's a cop, and uh, <laughs> his 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 Moriarty, his nemesis, is played by Nicolas Cage. This guy Castor Troy, who tries to assassinate John Travolta, um, but but misses and inst- instead kills his young son. And this is tragic, of course, and. Uh, Travolta, you know, keeps working at the at, at the agency, the FBI. I think you said he worked for the FBI. Yep. Um and uh and he keeps going after Castro Troy, who the man who killed his son. And, and they the, get him he didn't actually he doesn't even miss. He gets Travolta, but the bullet goes right through him. It does. It goes through and, him and, and kills his own kills son, his son. Kills his son. And uh and so um, there's a big chase. They, they get the whereabouts of Castor Troy. There's a big chase. And in that chase, in that fight scene, uh, they, they think they've killed Castor Troy. He's certainly in, uh, he's in a coma. He's not coming back. They're worried about that because they find out that Castor Troy and his nefarious little brother played by... So like the thing we you and I have going on. Yeah, it's very much like our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alessandro Navolo plays uh, Castro Troy's younger brother. Pollux. Who's kind of the, 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 the sorry? Pollux. Po- Pollux Troy. And uh, John Travolta finds out that they have, uh, unbeknownst to him, planted a, a uh, nuclear and uh, viral bomb somewhere in Los Angeles that's threatening to go off at any time, and they have to find out where. Right. Well, how do and they ne- do that? Never mind. Never mind that when the nuclear bomb goes off, it would kill the virus. But we won't talk about that. Um, you know, that's a really, really good point. That's a very good point. 
if you're looking for logic and and the and the and some kind of even just the logic of any physics uh, at all, <laughs> this isn't the movie you want to watch. No. Um. So what do you do in a situation like this? I know uh, what I would do. You take the the dead man's face I and you put it on. Slap it on my face and go talk to his brother. That's and what you I get would to do. right. So you infiltrate his group by pretending to be Nicolas Cage and go to prison. And you go to prison where he'd be sent. So they do a simple Team America uh, surgery. <laughs> Very simple. And and take off. Uh, they remove. They switch their faces. They take their faces off. And they put him on the other actor. Yeah, except they don't actually put it on Nick Cage. They just put they just put uh, 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 Travolta's face in stasis. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to encapsulate this so we don't, you know, everybody. Okay. You know. Well, I want to ruin the whole movie because there's some shots. Be, they they do some stuff well, with yeah. that. Yeah. But the, this is the premise. This is the idea. This is the premise. Okay. You know, Nick Cage yeah. eventually wakes up out of his coma and has no face. And then he takes Travolta's face and he puts his face, Travolta's face on him. His face on. And then he goes to Travolta's house and he starts like hanging out with his wife. It's really creepy and weird. Hanging out. And for, you know, for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm doing air quotes. Mm -hmm. He hangs out. With Joan Allen. Well, we don't see anything. We don't, we see, don't anything see anything. Anymore. But but worse than that, he, he he gets a little bit weird with with the with the Travolta's daughter, his yeah. teenage daughter, which is not good. No, very uncomfortable good. part of the movie, and um, particularly for those of us who have teenage daughters. Uh, well, okay, I yeah. can't speak to that. I know you do. It must have been really hard for you yeah. to deal with that. But um, at any rate, the movie must go on. Yes. What will happen? What will happen to them um, is the question. <laughs> okay. Well, there's some stuff in this movie that I just love. Okay, great. So we found oh. we, we found a sweet spot. Yeah. I, I had some trouble at the beginning. And then I stopped myself. I sat myself down and I said, hey, schmucko. This is a cross between an opera and a comic book. Yeah. Just sit back and enjoy yourself, dude. Yeah. yeah. And the minute I said that to myself, I had a phenomenal time. Yeah, it's it really it, you have to just you have to just accept it and go. And it did it, not feel like two hours and twenty minutes. That's it great. Flew by. And you, you, had you seen a lot of John Woo movies? No, not a lot of them. No. Okay. But you kind of knew what you were in for. I knew what I was in for. Yeah. Um, the um, starting out with that sort of hyper stylized dreamland merry-go-round sequence when when Travolta's son gets killed mm -hmm. and the way they just they make it a freaking Hallmark movie. They go all the way. Gold filter on the lens, soft mm -hmm. focus. I mean, just slow like, motion. Yeah, just it's it's drive great. it home, right? Yeah. Um, the no, as he realizes his son is shot. Um, the only thing that gave me trouble in that whole uh, opening sequence was the. I'm like, what is up with the wooly booger mustache on on um, on Nick Cage? I just like, I know it was a nod to. Uh, that John Woo was giving a a nod to Chow Yun Fat and and the Killers, or or John Woo wasn't, but Cage was. He wanted to do the little, little pencil but mustache. It, it actually looked like he had a wooly booger um, caterpillar on on his upper lip, and it it made him not look like a. See, I, I I'm I'm in the I I you know me right. I live in in the world of. Uh, George, like in between the world of George Smiley and Patriot Games, right? So, right. I, I like, you know, I will go along on the John Woo fantastic action, the, the boat stuff that happens at the end of this movie. But when it gets into the sort of the, the way that the actual characters are behaving within that world, I, I want sort of hyper realism. Um, right. Uh, so, the, so the, that it's so perfectly matched with the, with the insanity of the story. In, insanity of the story and the action, you know. Um, well, 
I, I, I okay. Was that something that was bothering you in this movie? I mean, we talked about that in Snake there Eyes. Were, and... There were places where it bothered me, uh, because I felt like I, I was I was totally down with some of the stuff the 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 whole idea of Nick Cage being this outrageous character. But where I had trouble was when he was an outrageous character in ways that would actually blow his own mission. Like the the hallelujah the the hallelujah chorus sequence of him dressed as a monsignor and squeezing the ass of the girl in the choir. I was like, I okay. I've well, been with you every every step of the way until here because that this is where I think this then becomes a jaunt. Like this, that's where the rubber hits the road here. It becomes, <laughs> you know, it it has to get a little extra. It has to get a little bit too much. Yeah, I hear you. But I was okay with it being too much in sequences like at the end in the church when everybody is in on that action and in that world. But he's he's out in public with he's but he's a psychopath. He's not, he's not a, he's but, but not. Nobody notices. Nobody notices this Monsignor behaving like a psychotic in the middle of the. Well, they're busy. They're singing the, the Hanel's Messiah. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. They can't yeah, stop so. the show. Uh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's minor. These are minor points. So you, so you think that, it's, uh, that you accepted the craziness, but you needed a little more modulation on it. A little modulation is like where and how it took place, mm. you know? Like, I didn't have any trouble with the craziness when, when they were being crazy together. The, the, right. well, we'll get to the stand, the Mexican standoff at the end. Cause there's a long conversation to have about that. A good, a good conversation. Don't, yeah. I have nothing, but it's, there's just so much to unpack in that sequence. Uh, um, definitely there is. I mean, back, back to the Handel's Messiah, like, to me, that's when it gets truly like a comic book, though. You yeah. know, like well, that's when I had to sit myself down and yeah. say, "Hey, dude, just chill out, and stop being a snob, and and sit back and enjoy this movie." Yeah, I, you could argue that a lot like Snake Eyes and a lot like De Palma's movies. To me, John Woo movies are not about their subject matters; they're about movies. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, they're they're just about making movies and about making visual things happen and having and blowing things up like I, I and and that's the art of it and the artistry of it and it ends kind of there i think you know you can read deeper themes into it and and the concept here is kind of genius though like when you consider that they did and they did entice two really interesting actors to play the to play these two guys yes and it really elevates it into like one of the great evil Knievel acting stunts of all time. Well, let me ask you a question about that. Cause there was something I, I noticed that I thought Wu was doing. And I want to see if you, if you thought the same thing and, and uh, if I'm onto something, there are so many movies in which an actor plays two characters. One actor plays. Yeah. Right. And, and, and there were sequences in this movie in, in the sequences where they are together, which aren't, there isn't a lot of time, but there are times when they are together in the same scene. And it seemed to me like, like that John Woo was making almost cinematically making fun of sequences we've seen in other movies where there was one actor playing two characters in, and they have to do those sort of awkward mirror shots and they they try to do a shot where the actor walks around himself that where they walk around each other looking at each other and it, it looked to me like he was almost referencing and making fun of those movies with this twist of I don't have one actor playing two characters I have two character two actors mm -hmm. playing two characters but they've switched yeah and, but they're doing that same. Do you, do you, you know what they're I'm treating saying? it like it's 
like they're treating it like it would be. Yeah, they're treated. You're absolutely right. That's really true. And it wasn't a special effect. No, it's two actors actors just just seeing each other. But they treated it like, oh, now we're doing some weird. Yeah, split screen special. I guess the the and the reason I loved it, I guess I really thought it worked, and I didn't think of it as as making fun, is because it, it somehow treating it that way really got into the psychology of what it would be like to look at yourself. Yeah. Cause that's what they're seeing. Yeah. You know, that's not what the audience to, to them. They're in that hall of mirrors though, because yeah, and we they're, were. yeah. So it's a way to get into their heads about it. I love that scene that kind of lady from Shanghai ripoff where they're in the mirrored round mirrored room and they're, he's shooting at the reflection of him yeah. and, and then they finally get to either side of the mirror and they're looking at, and they know they're on the other side, but they're looking at their own reflection. Again, that interesting thing about what the eye sees and commenting on that through the editing, just the way that De Palma was doing it in Snake Eyes. I mean, that's really interesting preoccupation with that in, yeah. in both these movies. Another motif that I loved was the, the touching of the face, that motif that... And we see it first when he does it with his son before his son is killed. This thing of, I, it was like, I love you. I know who you are and I touch your face. And that's how I, that's identity. It's love. It's who you are. It's our connection with each other. And they, they wove that motif through the whole film. And then even the characters are doing it themselves. They do the, they touch their face. They put their hands over their faces and, sort of feel who they are and yeah. their connection to themselves. Yeah. And I, I loved that motif um, going through the whole film. Uh, there, you know, there, there really are, you know, there are really interesting touching moments and, and like, I love, moments. I got, yeah, I hear, see what you did there. Touching yeah. 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 It's a little, I'm, you always got to pay attention to how I put things. Cause it's yeah. usually pretty interesting guys. <laughs> um, yeah, the, you know, the tying the shoes, you know, like when um, Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage's character, um, he's a sociopath, he's a psychopath, a total sociopath. Um, and he seems to only have any real feelings for one person, and that's his, his little brother. Um, he, has a, he has a lot of, he like takes care of him. Everybody else he's really kind of horrible to. But Alessandro Navolo, he takes care of and and he's a mess. The little brother's kind of a mess. He can't really dress himself. He's smart, but he's just kind of awkward. And he ties his shoe at the airport. I remember that. Nicholas yeah. Cage ties his shoe, which comes back later in it. There, There is this interesting thread, too, when Nicholas Cage... Uh, kills the kills Travolta's son accidentally he has a really great reaction because it's clear he's not really okay with what happens like it wasn't intended to go that way right and it sets up this little potential possibility that Castor Troy isn't 100% evil that there's some part of him that's still human and um and it, that pays off later too. I thought the, the movie's capable of subtle moments, which I thought was really crazy in the middle of this, you know, pyrotechnical car show. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about let's talk about the two leads. Okay. Uh, I will say, I think John Travolta is a better Nick Cage than Nick Cage is. I agree with you. <laughs> I think John Travolta just rules this movie. Yeah. And when he was playing Nick Characters Nick Cage's character Nick Characters Cage? Yes. I I wanted to see that character when it was back to Nick Cage. I mean, he was so He's great. Good. He's having so much character. fun. He, he's he's able to commit to that kind of level of craziness. Mm-hmm. The moment when he walks into the church before the before the Mexican standoff, and does the Jesus pose, and then drops his head to the side, and oh my God, I was having so much. It didn't. None of it felt forced. 
it just felt like he was having a part. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that's the thing go, you know, jumping back to, to snake eyes is that both times when, when Nick Cage is being big and I love it when people are big, but it does, it feels like he's working so hard to be big instead of he's being big because he's become, because he's free. I understand. Like, so it's like hey. forced instead of hey. I'm just letting it go. Hey, you, you pick your battles. I, I yeah. tend to avoid, you know, uh, giving bad reviews to uh, to currently working actors who, uh, you know, I, it who are working hard thing. to entertain me. I don't want to, you know. I know. It's a bad thing. I'm, I, and, I, and I could run into him. I could run into him at Adam's house and I would, he'd beat me up and he'd be I'm right. Not, I'm not suggesting you don't be honest, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe you're a brave man. You're, you're a brave man. <laughs> or I think an idiot. That, I'm a brave man or an idiot. Well, I, I can happily say I, I enjoy them both in this movie. I, Travolta, to me, seems to be having the time of his life, though. Like, he yeah. seems to be enjoying himself so much, and that carried over for me a lot. Like, I just kind of fell in love with his performance in this movie. And, and his dancing, when he does his dancing. Yeah. It's just, it's just great. Well... I, re- I listened to an interview with him about the movie and uh, he, he made this really interesting point. You know, he was talking about, I guess the interviewer was, the questions were cut out of the interview. So he was just kind of answering things. But I think mm-hmm. the question must have been like, well, you do a lot of a lot of action movies and you do some of your own stunts and stuff. Is that hard? And he's like, you know, I'm a dancer. Um, and it's not. <laughs> like, I that's really easy for me. I can do... You know, people give me action moves and it's just like dancing. It's the same thing. It's all beats and moving your body. And so I'm very comfortable with guns and with running and jumping. And I'm yeah. like, and you, you look at him and it is effortless. Like he has, he has a way about him, which is surprising. Cause he's, he's kind of a, he's, he's not a giant of a dude, but he's, he's a, he's a kind of a husky guy. Like he's a big guy. Yeah. He doesn't, you don't look at him and go, oh, he's going to be light on his feet. No, you know? but, and he is. He's incredibly light on his feet. Yeah, he's just, he's just great. Yeah. Um. And he, go that, ahead. No, yeah. I mean, he, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, the 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 pleasure. I mean, it, you know what it reminded me of a little bit. It, it was like the kind of stunt along the lines of when they did True West on Broadway, and and Phil Hoffman switched switched off every night. Right with uh, who did it? Who did with it? Another with another act. Uh, it was another actor. It was another actor. I'm God. I'm just terrible. I'm forgetting who he did it with. Um. Uh. But yeah, and they and, and they switched out off. there. Somebody watching the show is googling it for us right now and will let us know who did True West on Broadway. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah, and him did it. That's who did yeah. it. People who, who I just always thought they were the same person because I never. Except for that show, you never saw them in the same room at the same time. So I always thought they were the same person. Anyway. Right. But you also thought his name was John C., which, is, which John, it isn't. John C. Riley. Yeah. yeah. John, hello, John C. Hello, John C. Yeah. Um, the other people in the cast. Uh, Harv Presnell. Oh, gosh. Is, How much do we love Harv Presnell? Oh, my God. Just he, that voice, that face, and that voice. The sternest man, the sternest, most practical man that ever lived. If you don't know who we're talking about, Harv Presnell is the dad in Fargo. Yeah. Who uh, who tries to help manage the money drop. Yeah. And is very displeased. Very unhappy. He's just spectacular. Uh, Nick Cassavetes. Nick Cassavetes, right? Just brought it home. Doing great. Movie. Just having a blast also. Again, somebody who just looks like, you know, I'm going to have fun. I'm mm-hmm. going to have a really good time making this movie. And he, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. Terrific. Um, I am always so happy whenever I see John Carroll Lynch. Mm-hmm. Who, again, if you don't know who we're talking about, plays the husband in Fargo. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, he plays the Zodiac Killer in Zodiac. Uh, right. Many other great movies. He's a great actor, John Carroll Lynch. Great. And that, this was an early early work for him. It's so interesting to see him as a, as a young guy. He was a, a younger he was guy. A kid, you yeah. know. And somebody who, who 
I love in this movie, and I I think this guy's underrated. And I you see him all the time. Nobody will know James Denton, who plays one of the other FBI agents. And oh, uh, um, I think I know who you're talking about. He works he works an awful lot. He's always you know, he's you know a solid you know plays doctor, cop, lawyer, good. Works all the time. That works guy. all the time. Really good. Colm Fiore. Colm Fiore is is. Always, I mean, you know, miserably underused in this and almost everything yeah. that he's in in that period. He's a yeah. brilliant actor, that guy. Oh, my God, is he good. And then Margaret Cho, who's good but is crapped on in this movie, just has nothing interesting. You know, they don't give her anything interesting to do. But she was, that was probably her, was that, she must have not been probably making early for, on. very early yeah, for her. Early on for her. Um, um, we haven't mentioned the the incredible Joan Allen. The incredible, right? A, a spectacular actor. Um, nor have we mentioned the the absolutely astounding CCH Pounder. Who? Well, I was going to get to her because I have a. She's always phenomenal. But I had a question. She she just disappears, right? In, in the in this. I mean, I'm I'm assuming she gets killed in in the same sequence um, that. Uh, Oh gosh, where did I put his? I put his name down somewhere. I thought, um, the, the other, um, the other FBI agent who gets killed. Um, oh, I didn't put his name down. Oh, I'm Is such that a Matt Ross. Um, I'm not sure. The fellow who has, he has one of my favorite lines. Oh, Robert Wisdom. Robert Wisdom, who has one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is at the beginning when they capture, when they capture uh, Nick Cage. And I thought this was a terrific inside joke. When they capture Nick Cage by, uh, they're having the, the fight inside the airplane hangar and, and, and Travolta hits the, start button on the jet engine yeah and it it blasts nick cage down to the end of a chute and slams him up against the wall and yeah knocks him out and that's how they capture him and robert wisdom looks and says looks like elvis done left the building and that's <laughs> such a great it, it it fits the the circumstance and it's also an inside nick cage joke yeah yeah <laughs> You know, because everybody knows Nick Cage is Elvis. Yeah, of course. Um, the great Chris Bauer, who I, I I worked with, has a nice cameo in this movie. Who is he? He plays um one of the the Russian baddies in prison who how who tries to escape with. Oh right, Nick who Cage. They, they help each other. They try yeah. to help each other in the escape. Right. Um, again, very young looking. It's very yeah. strange seeing all these people. And my and my old friend David Warshawski has a nice little scene in this as one of the bomb defusing experts. Ah, it's got a nice. couple of lines. I um, love the sequence in the prison with the Mar the Super Mario brother Mag Boots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great addition. I wonder if that seems like something John Woo would have come up with and thrown in the script, but yeah. who knows? Well, there was a whole other uh, script or sequence where they actually the prisoners were kept upside down like magnetized that would have been great but uh they didn't but their faces fell off so <laughs> um yeah wonderful wonderful group of people you know uh in the interview with travolta he it sounded genuinely like he had a good time um and he i think worked with john Wu before and came back to work with him again and said it, working with him was great, that it was really fun. Um, you know, he goes back to working in Hong Kong with the Shaw brothers. Like he learned his stuff with the, with the real deal wire work and, you know, and was making movies in Hong Kong for a long time before he came over here. So he had practiced all this action stuff more than anybody. Um, well, there's some action, the boat sequence at the end. The boat chase is... Probably the second best boat chase I've ever seen in a movie. The boat, the sequence with the boat crashing through the other boat. Wasn't that, now that was a nice reference to face off, the face within the face. 
Yes, and the boat comes crashing through the other boat. It's pretty remarkable. And then the two speedboats crashing at the end of that chase and the two stuntmen flying through the air would the crash actually, the explosion happening while they're flying through the air. And Come it's on. Real. Yeah. That's and a real also thing. The, the water skiing with no water skis, which are just on your feet. That, and not only your feet, but on another part of your body that looked uncomfortable. <laughs> they call that a different thing in Norway. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he, that, that, that stunt man looked like he truly, um, uh, did some damage there. Yeah. He went, he went through it. Um, um, all right. None, uh, none of it though, to me outdoes. see, I think, uh, I could make a little complaint about it. Okay. I think, I think the best sequence best action for me is up front is 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 the stuff on the on the airplane and in the in the on the tarmac the chase chasing the jet down the runway with the helicopters and the squad cars and then crashing into the thing i mean that that as a set piece action set piece is is pretty un, untoppable and i don't yeah. think they top it no, well, and actually, it's hard to top when you actually crash a real airplane into a real building and film it with 13 cameras. Yeah, they just did all of it, you know? <laughs> they just did all of those things. Um, and, you know, with Nick Cage hanging out the door of the airplane, you know, and, like, smiling yeah. and waving and stuff. I mean, there's great stuff in that sequence. Yeah. Um, but it's a pleasure. It is. Can we, can we go to... Um... Can we talk about the Mexican standoff in the church? Sure, Which sure. Just... I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know if these days we call it that's that's what we call it. I think we call it uh, just a standoff. But well, uh, actually, you know, uh, Studio Binder. I don't know if you subscribe to Studio Binder's uh, uh, little instru- movie commentary clips. I don't. I'm not in the industry. I don't know if you're talking yeah. about the film industry. No. Yeah, they actually they actually say that there's a distinction between a standoff and a Mexican standoff. Okay. Um, they say the standoff is is just too evenly. They they use standoff for like high noon, two guys facing each other in in the street, where the winner is going to be determined by wits and skill. And a Mexican standoff, they say, is when the it's it, it everything just has to stop because there's only two options: we put our weapons down, or we all die. Mm-hmm. That that yeah, I know. I, my point was, I don't know if I don't know if it's word I don't know if that's no. If if the <laughs> let's get off the topic. I don't know any of it. You don't clearly. We're gonna be canceled. I heard, I heard, I, I can't remember if, the, if, if I did read this or not, but that, that was a term that was, um, potentially up for debate on, on whether it was, uh, whether it was appropriate or, or not. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't mean to put you on the spot with it. I just figured we might as well talk about it when it comes up since we're alive on the air and that, yeah. uh, you know, who will straighten us out on it in two weeks when we when we do um firebirds yeah my friend richard soto who's okay in firebirds will will educate me on this you clearly don't need education oh no I, i'm just i don't i do i just i'm just uh but i don't you, have a definitive answer you want education on it but you're sensitive to it i'm obviously insensitive and and just talking out of my butt constantly um <laughs> I, I don't I don't think we need to talk about butts or my sensitivity. I think we can just <laughs> agree that we have things to learn and we, we can can and will. Okay. We're committed to that. Particularly me. Um so the standoff, we'll call it the uncomfortable standoff at the end of the movie. Uh in the yes. The, the the uncomfortable uh, difficult uh, moment crowded in, crowded standoff crowded church <laughs> yeah which is really i will say i think that is just like a mexican restaurant i don't think that is a church, it's not a church. 
I think that it's a Mexican restaurant on the and beach. And it is okay to call restaurants that serve Mexican food if I Mexican think, restaurants. I believe so. It's I think still if, a, if yeah. it is if it is a place that serves Mexican food, yeah. then I would think um, that's okay, I hope. But that Okay. So the the um the elephant in the room obviously is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Is there is there a reference? Is is there any any sort of um, line to be drawn between the good, the bad, and the ugly in this sequence? Um, there probably is. There probably is. Which sequence? Um, which one are you talking about? The boat chase, for sure. That's the, <laughs> it's a better boat chase than in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, no, the uh, the shootout at the end of the good, mm. the bad, and the ugly with Lee Van Cleef and. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our, you know, our good friend Eli Wallach. Eli Wallach, and Mr. Clint. Mr. Mr. Clint. Yeah, I mean that that is kind of the original uh, OG, you know, you know crowded standoff. The, going from the wides to the weapon shots to the extreme close-ups of the eyes. I mean, yeah. they just they do it, and then they do the bullets, which they couldn't do in the good, the bad, and the ugly, or they didn't. No. But they do the the. I mean, they do it from every. But, um, you know, if you look at, I, I love these kind of sequences and I, I was watching this and like, I love these, these standoffs, right? And there's, there's what, there's um, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, well, that's, that's a great a spectacular one. Spectacular one. Uh, Wind River has a spectacular one um, uh, where they shoot it in a way that you don't know what is going on ever. It's like you, they, they shoot it in a way where you feel like, like this was incredibly shot, but it's shot in a way where it's really telling the story and it's, it's placing you everywhere. So that no matter how complicated the action gets, you can follow all of it. Uh -huh. And in wind river, they shoot it in a way where you feel like you're in the shootout and you're sitting there going, what is happening? Where, where is every, why is, you know, I have to see wind river. I haven't seen it. You've never seen it. Oh my no. God. It has, it has, it has a shootout that doesn't happen. And then a shootout that does happen. And they're both the 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 way they are both shot is spectacular. Um, did you see Appaloosa? Yeah, well, you yeah, I think we might have seen it together, and it has one of our favorite lines in it. Yeah, yeah, one of our favorite line pieces of dialogue. Yeah, after the shootout. Yeah, that guy when, can shoot. <laughs> no, but there's the the moment where after the shootout where um, Vigo Mortensen says. It happens so fast. And Ed Harris says, everybody could shoot. Everybody could shoot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> great shootouts in that movie. Yeah. But it does happen fast. In the Another great shootout, very different, very different from anything in this. Not a standoff, but just a shootout is um, the shootout in um, Tombstone. Oh, Tombstone's got the great. shootout at the OK Corral. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is great. It's great. And, of course, you know, in the original, the the John Ford OK Corral movie, that's a pretty great shootout, too, yep. in the original. John, Yeah, John Ford made some good movies. Not bad. With the horses and the guns and the running around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I got to say, because it's, it's strangely to me, like, uh, it's probably one of the most famous action movies ever made, but it's a sequence that doesn't get as much love as other sequences in it. And it's a shame because I think it's literally one of the best shootouts ever. And it's in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first one in the bar. Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's so well staged. And mm -hmm. the sound work on it is probably my favorite sound work on any gunfight. Freaking fantastic. All right, so I have a question for you. Yes. There's a shot in this movie which I am can believe is an homage. And I want to know if it's an homage to, and you'll know the shot when I say it, is it an homage to the Frankenstein movies or is it an homage to Jason or is it both? Which is, what's the shot? The shot of Nick Cage when we think he's in a coma, he's lying there. And he sits up. Face, 
and he and they do the great Halloween sit the 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 dead guy yeah. sitting up. Yeah. Like just coming straight up. I would think that's probably I or mean, maybe I don't... it's a reference to Halloween, which was a reference to Frankenstein, or maybe they're both references to Frankenstein. Um, yeah, I've never heard Carpenter talk about referencing Frankenstein in that moment, although it is a very Frankenstein-y moment, or actually more like the mummy than Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get you know? that. Um, right. But I would bet that John Woo would be referencing Carpenter there. Yeah. I would guess. But... No, that's a good. That was it. That's a good call, and I, you know, I, I was, I, I kind of liked how they ended up. I wanted to see the face. I was sorry we didn't get to see Nick Cage's no face skull face. You know. Yeah, but we see it a little bit, but not enough. He pulls kind of a Hitchcock moment where we see it in the reflected in the glasses of the surgeon that they bring yeah. in out of the middle of the night to do it. Um, but I really thought that they this movie would have been a perfect it would have been totally acceptable to have an incredibly terrifying gore like horror eff movie effect with his face there could have been a scene where he before he kills the people he kills or before he forces them to do this stuff to him he yeah. is having a moment looking yeah. at them with with a faceless you know that nick cage apparently um it was did not he could not stomach the the make they had to cover every reflective surface so that he wouldn't see he didn't want to see himself that way what are you talking about what he way? didn't want to see the 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 blood faceless makeup on himself oh oh he, really he was not this was it was not okay so they john Wu had to cut they had to cover all oh interesting surfaces so that he wouldn't see it that's it. Like for real, he didn't like it. Like yeah. he was just uncomfortable. Yeah. About it. Whereas I would have been like, dude, let me let me see this. Well, honestly, that's um that's interesting because that's not the first story I've heard about it, which makes me about that kind of thing, which makes me think that maybe it's worse than you think. Like maybe you really don't because I heard um who was it? It was uh, for American Werewolf in London. Um, oh, uh, Griffin Dunn. Griffin Dunn was interviewed. Mashed off. The yeah, I mean, he off. has his face just totally, half of it torn off, and the character comes back to life, but is all destroyed and scary looking. And then he rots through the rest of the movie. He just yeah. decomposes. So he looks like a mess. And he talked about, I mean, you'd think it'd be like, oh, that'd be really fun to do the makeup and all that stuff. But he said he was depressed for a week. Like, watching, looking at himself as a corpse really, really messed really him up. Really bummed him out. Huh. Like depressed him badly. Like he couldn't, he really couldn't shake it. So maybe it's no fun. Well, I hope I get the opportunity to. I would love to be that depressed. Yep. Yep. Um, um, now you, you brought something up last week that you said you think should be, or the week before, that you said you think should be part of the show. Um, and I agree. So mm -hmm. I thought about it. And I came up with another idea for something that should be part of the show. Oh, okay. Week. Yeah. Um, so you came up with the uh, the pairing. What What yeah. is the pairing for the movie? And I came right. up with something that I think would be a good pairing with this movie. Oh, good. And uh, see what, if you agree. What's your What's your How would you pair it? What would be your double double bill? My double bill with this would be Strangers on a Train. Very good. <laughs> Very, very good choice. I think that would be fun. Crisscross. Crisscross. Well, there's, you know, I think um, what we just talked about, the reflection of the face in the doctor's glasses, that's from Strangers on a Train. There's a lot of references to that movie in here, I have a feeling. Oh, I didn't know that. See, and I, 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 I have a guess as to which your pairing would be with this because I, I spent a lot of time thinking about what movie you would pair with this. Yeah. And what I came up with that I'm I'm pretty sure if you have it written down on a piece of paper and, and you open it up, it's going to say Freaky Friday. Right? <laughs> um, no, that is not uh, that you were mistaken about that. But that's actually a really, really good idea. 
<laughs> that would be fun to bear with. It them. actually really would. It's better than my choice because my choice is just not as fun. It's just more cerebrally fun. What's your choice? Uh, Eyes without a face. Uh, it's oh. a. Uh, it's a song. It's, a, it's it is a song, and the song was based on the on the movie. They wrote the song um, for the you know as a love letter to this movie. It's a oh. it's a French. Uh, new wave film that um, is about a mad, kind of a mad doctor who has a daughter who has a disfigured face and he's secretly working on making a face for her and things don't go well at all. Real, really hard to believe. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't go well. But then I came up with um, a thing that I think we should do every week, which is a very silly moment. Like oh, okay. what, what moment in the movie just, just, just silly. It's just, just silly. doesn't work. They tried. It was a good try. And, and let's face and, it, every movie, pretty much almost every movie has, has one. Has, yeah. The very silly moment in this movie is when um, the character of Archer, who on the inside is John Travolta, but at this moment is being played by Nick Cage, yeah. wakes up in bed and Gina Gershon is there, and he is surprised. Mm -hmm. And Nick Cage's eyes got CGI big. <laughs> like, his, his wide eyes at surprise was, like, <laughs> almost, almost, like, out of um, uh, w w w the, uh, the Little Rascals. It was almost a little, <laughs> a little rascal moment of surprise. If he'd been wearing a bow tie, it would have spun around. If he'd been wearing a beanie, the propeller would have been spinning. You know, it was a whole, <laughs> you know. His bowler hat would have flown off his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like, and I, I burst out laughing and rewound it. That so is that I great. Could watch it a couple of times. That is really good. <laughs> I'm gonna say, okay. Let me think of what I would pick as mine. Um, Your very silly moment. I think um, my my the silliest moment for me is actually uh, it is a is a line of dialogue. It's a it's a moment from the movie. During this, right before the surgery happens, they're prepping everybody for surgery to get these faces swapped out. Uh huh. And before they put John Travolta under the the gas so that he's not awake for the face off part of the movie, which is good. Um, the doctor reassures him by saying. In terrible ADR, like the worst. This oh, was not even I, an actor in the movie. I don't remember the line, but I remember the ADR. He says, "Look, holding the holding the transplant face." He says, "This is not a replica. This is the real thing." <laughs> oh my god! So other I, lines, I love that. Other lines that need a nod: "Hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave." Mm. It's sexist. It's not okay to say anymore, but it works in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's oh. it's said by a bad guy, right? A bad guy. So, and yeah. another line that the bad guy says is lies, mistrust. This is turning into a real marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and I then was... the line, my least favorite line in the movie was home. When, when Nick Cage playing John Travolta, playing Archer, playing the good guy, walks into his real home. Yes. And he says, home. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't, we get I don't, it. I don't know. believe you. I don't, don't believe you. you. You didn't need to say it. You're home. <laughs> we see you. You look happy. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did love, uh, not a verbal moment, but I did love the fact that we have a nice close of him drinking a Pepsi, like, through a straw right before he shoots the kid in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I love yeah. that little detail. And I loved his uh his golden dragon money clip and the box of goodies that they always have. The handle. box of goodies and the guns, the two guns that he has in in back a la yeah. um El Mariachi, right? Is that um I'm gonna say this actually comes from like 
uh, Wu's earlier movies and that Mariachi stole it from John Woo. Right. But it's the same that same thing, right? El Mariachi yeah. was after this, but um, Yeah, I mean Wu was famous for the two you know, two guns, two fists in the guns, you know, and uh, shooting sideways while you're flying through the air. That was his Well, that's what you do cuz if you're shooting two guns in the same direction, if you're yeah. not shooting straight in front of you, yeah. If you shoot to the side, two you guns, move. You can fly. The force flies you in the other direction. It's everybody knows that. I just love that John Woo wants just things moving around so much in his movies that he just has people flying through the air with no. Uh, they didn't. Did we see them jump? They have no particular aim of. They're not going anywhere. Right. We they're cut to them flying. later, and they're like. Then they slide into a shot. They're, yeah. Um. The doves, man. I mean, the oh. the doves thing is such a classic of the time. I think John Woo may have started it, but it was in every music video ever made in the '90s. So I don't know this what would came it first. Sounds like when doves cry. Definitely. Yeah, it was very Prince. Yeah. Uh, maybe he maybe he stole it from Prince. The shot of um, the shot of Archer of Cage, Nick Cage's Archer, good guy, coming out of the ocean. Great. With the Latin playing underneath the Latin. Yes. Very great iconography in, in these sequences. And, 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 you know, when so when you start picking apart anything about the movie, that's when I just want to refer you to, like, yes, he, he we cut to him walking up a beach to a... a, a, a a funeral yeah which is more like a goth wedding i yeah. mean it's kind of like a you know it's, it's great it is i would watch this movie again two hours and 20 minutes and i would watch it again it flew by i gotcha you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say something probably that would surprise you i think i'm i mean i'm 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 more in on uh snake eyes yeah okay I'd probably watch that again before I'd watch this again. But that being said, if you want to test out your television, this is rent this one. But 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 are you proud of me that I that I I I came with it? I'm totally that I'm delighted. I'm totally delighted that you gave it a shot and that you got yeah. something out of it. Yeah, I mean, do you think that's based? Do you think that's based on like really kind of like? a kind of movie you wouldn't normally give the time of day but because of last week saying well let me let me try to see if this can work at a different in a different way for me or was this just a better movie for you maybe that's it i think it's based on the education that you gave me last week yeah. that's what i was hoping that's where i was hoping this would go i'm glad you said it yeah you educated I can, me i learned I, something i can end this evening i'm so happy right now i don't know what to say well Next week, we conclude our cage fight um, with Firebirds, 1990s Firebirds, with Cage, Tommy Lee Jones, and Sean Young. And all you really have to say about Sean Young is Sean Young. Yep, she's, it's a movie she's in, and she's, she's in. in it. And my buddy Richard Soto is in it. Is Richard Soto going to talk to us? He's going to try. He's in rehearsal right mm -hmm. now for A Christmas Carol mm -hmm. down at South Coast Repertory, mm -hmm. um, in which he's one of the ghosts of, I'm not sure which one, but I think he's one of the ghosts. Do you believe any of that? Do you believe any of this? You believe that? That he's in the show? Yeah, I mean, is this something he's just like? I might, I, I'm in rehearsal for. No, he's actually in the show. They do oh, a yeah. Christmas Carol at, at South Coast Rep every year. It's a big, okay. big, big, big money maker for them, uh, and they they haven't been able to do it for. Uh, and Hal Landon Jr., wonderful actor who has played Scrooge at South Coast Rep for something like thirty five years. Yeah, has retired, and now Richard Doyle, another wonderful actor and founding company member at South Coast Rep is taking over uh the annual um the annual ebenezer scrooge role uh, but it's a terrific show bring the whole family i try to catch it at least twice every christmas uh whatever yeah, what any production of, of that show um, um and if you can't get to south coast rep then watch the uh 
watch the old movie with uh, the British, Alistair Sim, the Alistair Sim, which is a, a spectacular movie. Um, but so that's what we're doing next. Or not, I'm sorry, we are not do. Yes, we are doing that. We're not doing it next week because next week on Thursday something's going on. Um, uh, there's something. Um, oh yeah, people are eating turkey next Thursday. So we're not going to do it Wednesday. Our show's on a Wednesday. Well, our show's though. on Wednesday. Yeah, tonight's Wednesday. Tonight We've is always Wednesday. done our show on a Wednesday. Are we doing it? But I thought we said we were going to skip next week because of the because people would be like doing uninterested uh, in what we had to say at a time of importance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, I don't know. You can think of it this in two ways. I feel like we're the kind of show that's there for the person that doesn't want to go home for the holidays doesn't want to but go has home to be the there and give them some laughs and and some thing to distract them from you know what can be a very sad time for people let's face it right okay. i mean i'm not i love it but you know sometimes people need a break from uh, some kind of a holiday thing right well we did we did draw up a lineup and i'm looking at it um i'm opening it up on my computer right now if it'll if it'll open so that we can see uh what it says and um um it does say uh it does say um november 24th uh which is the day we're talking about Yes, that we're, that we're doing Firebirds. Okay. Well, I just wanted to see that I wasn't the crazy person here. Well, you are a crazy person. But whoa, uh, hey no. now. But here's the thing: it may be I may not be in this studio because I'm I'm going somewhere for Thanksgiving, uh, so I may be doing it from a, a bedroom at a friend's house. Uh, the sound might not be as spectacular. Do, I mean, if you don't want to do it, we I don't do want to. No, I do want to do it. We are Opera. doing. We're damn it. We're doing we're doing Firebirds next week. I think I'll be up at Mom's. I'll, oh, you know. hi, Mom. So you know I'll, what? I'll bet I will bet you money she's watching right now. So I'm gonna say, hi, Mom. I'm gonna Love say you. the same thing. Miss Love you, Mom. You. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, um, and hopefully you'll be okay. That you won't be upset that I do the show Wednesday night before Thanksgiving from your yeah. house. Yeah. There we go. Oh, so we'll both be in weird places. That's awesome. Wow, well, weird places. Not weird mom's places. house. A weird place to. <laughs> She's listening. Why do you say that? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm in so much trouble. Oh, I'm not getting any pie this year. Um, uh, all right. Well, that's great. Next week, Firebird. Yeah, never Nicholas seen it. Cage, Looking forward. Tommy Lee Jones, Sean Young, and R- the great Richard Soto subscribe to our channel watch our 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 watch the podcast listen yes. to the youtube show do all of those things use whatever uh eyes ears whatever you want to enjoy it listen watch you know and if you like it and you have the time and you're so inclined you know leave us a leave us a review on apple podcasts uh, or yeah. you know or give us and a, tell your a star, five star rating maybe yeah or four or yeah. you know something would it to be honest and tell your friends to watch the darn show. Um, we would certainly appreciate it because um, that helps a lot. So and we'll uh, see you all. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. All right. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother Matthew Arkin, and that's my brother Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.